Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Cherie. We are back. It's the second episode, I can't believe we're here again, of the Hot Mess Mum Club podcast. Uh, this week we have a very special guest. It's all girl power in the studio today. Yes. Uh, she wowed us on The Apprentice. <laughs> she went far too soon if you're listening to Alan Sugar. It is the fabulous Sarah Byrne. Hi. Hi. Oh, thank you for having me on. Oh. It's so good to have you here, isn't yes. it? Yes. And both of us are big fans of The Apprentice. Yeah. So yeah. I feel um, very excited to be in the same as <laughs> <with> you. <laughs> You did go too early. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But what was the experience like while you were on that? You know, it was amazing. From start to finish, I think the experience goes from the first audition. And you just like go in there. And honestly, I walked into the room and I was like, I've gone into this audition. Well, well yeah, it's an audition. Is it an audition when you yeah, go for the really, apprentice? Isn't it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so you're going into the audition. And honestly, I looked around me and there's like briefcases and these really smart um women like you know with the with the like immaculate suits on and glasses and you know when you just think what am i doing here (laughs) (laughs) what am i doing here right and i'm not gonna lie to you right i didn't have anything prepared because it's me all over i was just like writing my um writing my application form out there and then i would look into the side of me and like people had like these cvs in folders and their application form all typed out and i was like just carried on writing <laughs> and I was like you know what I just went on up there on a whim and the next thing is I'm there even this on, this is on the first audition day I'm there in front of a camera doing my first audition tape and I was like how have I got from doing a doing an application writing to being in front of a camera actually doing this for the BBC to show the the, the producers so yeah, it was a bit of a whirlwind, and then the next thing, I've been invited down to London, and then I'm being seen by the psychologist, and then I'm told that I'm on the show. So it's just, oh, just wow. a whirlwind. Like, so what's a week. the psychologist for? To just make sure that I'm stable enough to go on there. <laughs> Some of them are definitely not no, stable. Well, do you know how I've got through that? I'll never. <laughs> Oh, dear. oh, now you are a mum, uh, yeah. and, and this is what we do on on the podcast. We yeah. talk about all these mum fails and relationship nightmares yeah. and, and everything else. So, how do you juggle everything with it all? Because you've got quite a lot of businesses going yeah. on. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. do you know what? I, I've got a massive amount of family support, and even though it's not a great the the um how do we how do I say it? Like me and Sadie's dad aren't together, and it's not like the. What do, what Most amicable. No, it, do you know what? It's all right at the minute. <laughs> it's all right at the minute. But it's not conventional family life, but it works because he has his days, I have my days, and, you know, I have a really good family support. I'm absolutely shattered most of the time. I'm not going to lie. I have the worst mum guilt because I feel like I work too much and oh. don't see enough of my daughter. But, you know, my, my my main goal is to be able to take Sadie to school and pick her up at night. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'm building for. And yeah. that, you know, everything I do is for her. So... 
as much as I get the mum guilt, I just keep thinking this vision, you know, you're going to be able to take her on lovely holidays, you're going to have the nice house, Absolutely. you're going to, you know, you're going to be able to take her to school one day because it's going to all be running for you. But until then, you know, you have to put in the graft yeah, and the graft. as long as I think as long as you explain to your kids because my mum and dad worked massively you know my mum had three cleaning jobs my dad was a printer mm. and you know but no one looked after us it was always my mum and dad you yeah. know there was always someone there to pick us up you know make our tea this that and the other but as kids me and my brothers had to you know we were the little grafters in the house we had to do mm. all the chores everything but my mum used to always explain to us you know this is, you know, we're working so hard for you kids. This is so, you can have a nice little holiday or, yeah. you know, a nice Christmas or this, that and that. So it was always drummed into us, yeah. you know, and we did understand. We never sort of made my mum and dad feel guilty. And that's just the way we've been brought up. But doesn't that rub off on the kids as well? Like you're saying for you, and I know you're a really hard worker. We've talked about that. You've done every job going, <laughs> um, you know it's that great role model because she's looking up at you and do you know what it's, I have it it's really good because I have the acting academy Sadie comes with me so on on drama days which is like Saturdays or Thursdays I can take Sadie and she loves it because she's got like 70 kids there to play yeah. with and you know so that's the nice part of it I think for me I think the hardest part is finding the balance yeah. of not that for myself, like, I just sometimes, I'm just like, I don't get up in the morning. Really, what I would want to do is get a shower, wash my hair, do my hair, do my makeup, get out of the house. <laughs> and it just never happens. No, like, no, and my, no. hair, my hair's always stuck to the top of my head. <laughs> and just like running around, getting sadie ready. Then I think, right, ten minutes, got to get to it. And like, I wish that I could just get that routine. Yeah. I don't well, think any, of everything, I, no, I know. And I don't reckon most mums, don't nail it actually I think what we do is we look at people especially on social media and you think they're nailing it exactly or you see someone at the school gates I had a friend who's got three kids they're all really different ages and uh, she's absolutely beautiful Nicola she's stunning and I never saw her with her hair out of place that when Ava was a baby and I was just this absolute mess and I still am and she's five so I don't know how that's worked (laughs) Nicola always looked great and I said to her how do you do it like what is going on and she went I get up at 5am before everyone else so true I shower I do my makeup and she went and that is how I have to do it because if I didn't I wouldn't look like that. But yeah. my mum is exactly the same. My mum is one of them mums, like, when she used to take me to school, she would have the full makeup and the full hair done, like, up at 5am. Like but I'm just not. No. I want I think, to sleep and I just want to sleep. So I think yeah. you've got to prioritise, you know, an extra half an hour in bed or get up and do your makeup, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> I've got a friend like that at the school run. She's the most glamorous mother ever. And you just look at her and go... Oh, I feel like the scruffy yeah, friend, you know, the, the, the skanky mate next to her. And she says she gets up literally at about five o'clock yeah. and has to get everything ready before, because her day is full on. You know, she's a full-time mum. But, you know, that's how she deals with it. But I just think, oh, I can't be bothered. It's this balance of everything. And, you know, what works for one doesn't work for another. And yeah. it's about you finding, like, I think yeah. what you make clear is that you and Sadie are in a really happy place. If you're happy, your children yeah, are happy. Yeah, no, that's what I think. But do you know what? I always think as well, you have... I think ambitious women have the worst time with... Yeah. with it was the guilt, isn't it? Yeah, and I just think, like, I've had this with a few of my friends, and they're just, at the minute, they're like, oh, nothing's working. Do you know when we spoke the other day, and you're like, mm. oh, I'm in a really down mood, like, I, just, yeah. I feel like I'm getting nowhere. Mm. And, like, some women are okay with just settling, and, you know, they have their family life, they go to work every week, but I think we suffer when we're ambitious because we always want to achieve that vision so if something's not happening straight away it's like you get down and it's like why is it not going to towards to like to plan and when really we we just i just think we just need to take a step back and just 
like not throw the baby out of the bath look how much we've achieved already yeah, and yeah, absolutely but I find myself doing it and my friend who's really ambitious like ringing me I'm just getting nowhere I just don't know what to do I just and I, I do always find it with people that I've got like a very career driven and you know find it hard to balance it yeah, you're never quite satisfied. You're never quite satisfied. No. That's what yeah. I mean. You're never quite you, satisfied. Yeah. You reach it and then it's like, okay, okay. well, what now? now? <laughs> what's yeah. going to what's gonna come now, you know? <laughs> and then when it doesn't... And things never happen straight away, they do don't. they? Like, what, really? What rare. is that? No. Because I feel it. Do you ever feel it? Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Just like... And I think, I mean, I, I like to think I've got like a nice balance in my family life because I've got four kids. Yeah. And it's been, you know, up and down. Career's been up and down. But I've always been you know so independent always had my own money always but then you know my husband did earn good money so I could step back but I was never satisfied with that I'm not the sort of person that goes out for lunch with friends or I'd rather be grafting I'd rather be working earning my own bit you know and it doesn't stop it's not all all about money it's about About, ambition and what you want to do and your career so I always um had a real battle with it because then I think well am I being ungrateful for being at home with these lovely kids and you know having a nice life here but there's something inside me that goes Mm. no I'm not satisfied (laughs) and it's awful to say isn't it because I am satisfied with my family life but it's Mm. I I want to do stuff for me and like you say whether that's you going out and dressing up and seeing some friends or you know having your own social life and it's just juggling everything it is for for us women I think it is so difficult I'm getting there but I'm not at a point where I'm thinking having it all just like in in reach I'm still really balancing I still think if you have got it all I still think there's that thing of I want more I want to do this I want to do I don't think it's ever ending and I don't think you ever think you've got it all if it's because I'm on my own at the moment and I've not got a partner that sometimes you know I'm I'm perfectly happy being on my own I'm not going out there looking for anyone would you like something would you like a partner now like now I've got my businesses and now I've got like Sadie's settled and she's five and Actually, life's quite good. I'd actually, it's just coming home at night sometimes thinking, oh, I just need to like release this to someone. And although I've got my mum and my family, it's not the same. Yeah. Do you know what you just think? And I just think now's like the time. But then I think I work that much. Like, would I'll, you find you know, time? And I don't want to meet, I'm like, I'm a bit, like, don't get me wrong. We, we all get messages. Like, I, I think. I was going to say, you must have got quite I a do, few yeah. on the apprentice. I do get messages on Instagram and I do, but. Like, how do you approach that? <laughs> well, listen, I'm... you're asking the wrong person here. <laughs> if I've got a clue, I, I don't know what to do. Is, like, I'm really out of the swing of it. Like, mm. I'm on. I'm like thirty. I'm thirty in a few weeks, and I'm like, that's I'm not get... old. By it's the way. not old. No. I know it's not. But I'm like, oh my gosh, like. Did I really want to be on my own at thirty? Oh, but well, yeah. But... I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've had this beautiful baby, and like. Like 30, I've got to be thinking, am I going to have another baby? Am I going to get married? Like, I don't know. Or am I going to focus on my business? Like, can I have it all? Can I have it yes, all? Yes, you can. Yeah. I believe you can. And I think things like, I think when you're very settled in your home life or business or yeah. whatever, I always think that's when the person will probably yeah, come and along that, yeah. and take you yeah. by when surprise because you're not looking. You're not looking. Yeah, yeah, I'm yes, not yes, looking. Yeah. But then I just like, I'll be on the other day and I was like, put safe. But I thought, I'm on my own. Like... You know, I think that's powerful though, because there, there are lots of women out there in a similar sort of position, you know, mm. that have got so much going for them and have, but are single and bringing up children as yeah. well, you know. And I think 
It's a really strong just, thing to do. I don't know. As I've got older, I've kind of, you know, you just know, don't you, when someone comes into your life, whether they're right or yeah. not. You know what? I'm not looking. I just know that someone is going to come along. They corner. will. And that's the good yeah. attitude yeah. to have. And, they are, and, and I'm happen. not desperate for it. No. You know? And it's a really funny thing because people say, oh, like, you don't have sex or like... But like, no. from, am I allowed to say no. that? Yeah. But like, and I'm like, you know, like, oh, you're not, you're not bothered that you don't have sex much, and I'm just like, well, it doesn't. It, doesn't bother me. I think that's a woman thing, though, isn't is it? it? Would you be bothered? Oh, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I, I can't go with that. I'm But I'm like, no. Like, I'm fulfilled in other ways. Like, yeah. you know, sex is something that I share with someone I love. Like, yeah. it's not something that I go out and do. I've done that when I've been younger. Like, yeah. And you learn that then that just makes you hollow. Like, I don't need to be satisfied by going out with different men, sleeping with no. them. I'm okay no. on my own. Like, don't need to have well, sex. Once you've seen one, you've seen them all. Well, you are the one. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's more for them than it is us. Most of the time. <laughs> so, I just think, exactly. What are you missing? I'm, like, I'm not missing no, anything not. right Sorry now. Mess <laughs> mums. So I was reading this article the other day about um, people that have been in relationships for a long time, and you know, being with your partner and um, how you feel about getting naked in front of them. And a lot of women, I think it was like this survey, and it was surprisingly high that a lot of women actually say that they don't get naked in front of their partners anymore whether that be your husband or boyfriend or whatever because they're embarrassed so they would sort of turn the lights out and jump in bed um and they didn't see it as like a problem it's not like a you know like a bad thing that they do that but then I kind of think well is it because I think if you've been with someone for that long and they've seen every nook and cranny of your body Mm, do you know what I mean that how would you how do you feel and especially like as you're getting older I mean you're only 29. Oh, God. I've had a baby. <laughs> I'm the oldest one here. Right. Uh, so, you know, and I've had four kids, and yeah. I know my body has changed massively. It's yeah. not the same as what it you used to amazing, be. You look amazing, though. I'm in, you oh, know. We had um, Mike Parr on our first episode of this, and he said to her, you do not look like a mum of four. <laughs> no and, and afterwards, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I'm so jealous. Oh, stop. But stop it's it. true, because you no, God, I, I have to, like, work out. I have to, yeah. you know. But my body has changed. You know, like, my hips are bigger. My boobs are not as, per- you know, perky all that kind of stuff so and I always think men in some sort of way well especially my husband I feel like he's got better with age do you know Mm. what I mean the older he's got the better he's got but I feel like for women it just sort of goes the opposite way do you feel like that or is it yeah there's that whole thing when you say about that I get what you mean it's to do with the the grey hair thing really annoys me so like men who have grey hair like George Clooney and some of the newsreaders and stuff on TV oh aren't they handsome aren't they lovely and then if you've got like Theresa May who like doesn't dye her hair everyone's going she needs to sort it out like she looks like your nan yeah and I think she doesn't like your nan, you're in trouble there because the thing is, we men do seem to age better yeah. than women and I don't know why. I mean, my father-in-law's the same. He's got a full head of silver hair. He's 76 and he doesn't look like... He passed for 65... I know they won't listen to this, so it's okay to say. My mother-in-law looks about 90, and she's the oh. same age as him. Oh, and my nan and other people always say to me, oh, my God, like, Jan just looks so old compared to Ken. And I always feel really bad, because I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But it's just, I don't know. It must be genetic or well, something. Well, like, yeah, I think it's like that sort of thing. So my mum looks quite good for her age, and she's never, she's only ever used, like, yeah, soap and water. She never looks like, she. Does, she's not high maintenance, my yeah. mum, whereas I use everything, do you yeah. know what I mean? Anything to get rid of yeah. the wrinkles or whatever. 
But I think like the whole body thing, you know, I, I'm, I'm 43 and I still, I don't want to wear a one piece to the beach yet. You know, I don't feel I'm ready for that. Well, Do you know what I mean? That's great. I think, you know, you should embrace your body, yes. whatever it is. And yeah, I, think- I know. But I think when you get to that point where you do look at yourself in the mirror and you just go, why, why is it all, why is it, oh, us women, why does it all go no. down south? Do you know what I mean? I, why does know, it, yeah. it's like your kids when I remember I had to stop them coming in the bathroom because they would go, oh, mummy, why is your bum hanging down here? Or why is, you know, what's that? And I'd like, get out, get out. You know, someone looking at me and making me feel even worse about oh, myself. Ava Lily pokes me. This morning she did it. I couldn't get my, my some trousers that I wanted to wear were too tight. And she, as I was trying to heave them over my, my belly, she got a finger and was like prodding at my oh. stomach laughing and I just went will you stop it yeah. and get ready you yeah. know, because you get do, out. don't you you think god damn it but it is just I don't know it's... it is one of those things and I think as long as your your partner or your husband makes you feel yeah, good but... Then that, yeah, that's a I good think thing. If you don't want to get changed in front of your partner, I think there's something lacking in the relationship. You're not confident enough, are but you? I, I would say that though. So, like, if Harry walked in and I was getting changed, pulling me knickers up or whatever, I would be like, oh, get out. Yeah, I would. A little, yeah. Oh my God, Mr. P just suffers everything. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm a bit I, like that. Like, everything's out there when yeah. I. I feel terrible. I haven't had a bikini wax for <laughs> more than four months. And I used to go on a regular basis right all the time and then when I was pregnant with my little boy I knew I was gonna have a c-section with him so I made sure I went all the time kept it up because you know if you yeah. don't they shave you like a sheep and I didn't oh want that God. yeah so but because my skin changed when I was pregnant with him I used to get really bad bruising from it oh. and uh, and it was really sore so I thought shove it I gave yeah. in in the end haven't been it's really bad down there, and I know I've got to face it. Hot mess, mums. I have got a good one. So, um, me and Jodie going to town. We've got this like six month old baby, and um, I needed to go into the to go and get my eyebrows done, threaded. So I said to Jodie, "Right, you go and do what you want to do, and meet me back here." So I just there, uh, halfway through the threading, and, and Jodie comes back, and I looked, and I went, "Where's my child?" He went, what do you mean? I thought she was with you. I went, no, we're, <gasps> in, we're in the city centre of Manchester. Oh, my God. where's my child? So I'm starting to hyperventilate. I'm throwing stuff. I'm throwing stuff off the... Do you know, like, when you're going in mad panic, like, the, oh it my felt gosh, like yes. my, my, my... You know, we forgot that, we, you know, because when you're new parents <laughs> and you just forget that you've got a pram, you'd forgotten. <gasps> so he'd walked so off he'd and walked off. He'd, he'd gone to the, some fruit and veg stall or something to go and get some fruit and veg. He'd left my child at the fruit and veg stall. Oh, oh my gosh. Right. But luckily, it was only like 10 metres away. And, we knew, and like, he knows them. I could do, I literally, I could, the world, I thought, my, I thought I'd lost her. <laughs> oh I was going, God. I was going, my daughter. My da- oh I've my lost my God. daughter. She was just but, there in the pram. I mean, now we laugh about it because actually, if you were just there, there was people around, we know them at the, but at the time I was like having a panic attack. And I was like, how does this happen? He forgot that he had a child. Oh my gosh. Oh, do you know in the midst of it where it's like, and that is like the that was probably one of the worst moments in my life. And even though it was literally ten meters, it was like, do you know the Indian girls that do the um, the threading? The threading, yeah. yeah. I, they had like a little stall, and it was it was ten meters away. But in my mind at that time, because actually I questioned myself. I was like, have I lost her? Because he's telling me <laughs> he tried telling me that I had her, and I was like, I'm not. It's that haze, isn't it? You're a new parent as well, so your brain's oh. washed anyway. But that's what it was. We were just so tired and so oh. like run down that. It would just, yeah, horror. You never forget it when you but lose you don't ever either, forget do you? It. You know, if you've ever, uh, and 
if if it's happened where there's been that moment, you always remember it. We were at Winter Wonderland. I was pregnant with Heath. I was like three weeks away from having him. And Ava Lily had gone in one of those bouncy castles that are like tunnelled. They go in one end and they've got to come out of the other. And she never came out. Oh, my God. <gasps> her and her mate Florence just never appeared. <laughs> oh, don't. So I'm standing there big and pregnant and just like fretting. My husband's like, oh, my God. Uh, Florence's mums, where the hell are they? So someone, the steward went in on this, the, the tunnel bit, because you can't, can't see, not in there. Oh my God. There's a couple of women there from work as well. So I start going mental. One of oh. the women's mums is like, you're going to go into labour. That's not, we need to sit you down. It's okay. It's okay. And they all go searching for her. Oh my God. And it seemed like an eternity. Oh, yeah. I still <laughs> sometimes lie awake at night, a year later, no word of a life. I'm having a bad day and I'm a bit anxious. Yeah. I'll think back to this moment because I can still remember it. I thought someone had taken her. Oh my God. And uh, I was beside myself and then all of a sudden and it was about 10 minutes Chris reckons but it felt like a lifetime someone this woman clocked him I thought that don't look right those two five-year-olds walking around oh my gosh four-year-olds actually um they're on their own and she grabbed a steward and um we saw them out the corner of our eye on the other side of the room and uh we went over thank God. It was just awful. And, and people kept saying they can't get out because it's all security. They can't get out. And I was thinking, these people that snatch children know exactly yeah, how they to do, take yeah. out of they do. So get out my face before I land you on. Yeah. I, mean, I was beside myself. And I never shouted at her. She said, Mummy, we just got bored inside. Oh. And we went back out the way we came in. Well, there's supposed to be security, uh, like oh, a steward. Gosh. So he just clearly didn't see them come out on the entrance. Yeah. And I said, you must never do that. But I couldn't bring myself to say there are people that would take you because I thought she'll never sleep again. It was always drummed into us as kids because where we I grew up on a council estate mm. in um, East London and there were kids always going missing. Was there? It was like a bad paedophile ring. So God. kids were always going missing. So my mum and dad drummed it into us to yeah. the point where, you know, we were scared. If we went to the shop around the corner, they would like go nuts. If they couldn't see us where we were playing outside, yeah. we were never really allowed to play out, out, you know, it was only allowed to play out the front. So it was always, and my mum still puts the frighteners on me with the kids. There's a fella, <laughs> the girls go to an all girls school and they've got um, a handyman. Bless this handyman. He's like such a sweet guy. Anyway, Matilda had mentioned a heel would come off her shoe and she told my mum, you know, she'd take Neil, the handyman, fixed it. I went into his office. Well, that was it. Oh. My mum phoned me. <laughs> Matilda's told me she's been in the handyman's room. And I said, yeah, because Neil has fixed her shoe, you know. I, how many times have I told you you don't know you don't know this Neil you don't know oh, where he's from you don't know uh, and she said she was looking at the fish you don't know why is he called in there she's going blah, blah, blah. and I was like mum stop you know not everyone is a bad yeah, person no. she goes yeah but you need to have your wits about you this is what they do these kids you know people that oh. you know pull kids in blah 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 and it was just like the worst but I think because it's been drummed into me yeah. you know I try not to be panicked but yeah, I I would be exactly the same if anyone, you know. <laughs> poor Neil, that handyman. Poor Neil, that so innocent handyman. <laughs> <laughs> it's been lovely oh, having you, Sarah. Thank you. No, I've loved it. Thank you so much. And you're very busy at the moment. We yeah. said earlier about you. So obviously, been on the Apprentice. For those who don't know, you were on Shameless as well. Yeah, um, amazing. And you've also got your own businesses up and running at the yeah, moment. Yeah, well. I've got my acting academies. Wow. So I'm growing them at the moment, which is great. I'm opening a new one in Presswich. Um, March and I've just opened my own management agency so I'll be representing the children of the North West yeah so yeah it's going really well 
Really oh. well, so yeah. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed oh, that you, uh, you you meet that lovely man. Oh, oh you well. will. Oh, yeah, you will. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> and please come back on again. Yes. Oh, I'd love to. You are a yeah. very, you're an honorary oh, hot mess mum. Oh yeah, oh. definitely. Welcome to the club. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Hot mess mums. Thank you to the lovely Sarah Byrne for being part of the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast today. Next week we are going to be joined by the former Housewives of Cheshire star Leanne Brown. <laughs> 